Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise the Young podcast. And today's episode is something special, and it originally was meant for the Build Your Empire podcast, but I wanted to drop it on my personal podcast as well due to the fact that it was such an important interview, something that my good friend Kieran O'Brien, shout out to Kieran, he hooked up the interview with Mr. Jake Paul while we were out in LA. It was a crazy day. I did four back-to-back-to-back-to-back interviews, but the last one was with Mr. Jake Paul, and he has an upcoming fight August 25th, which is something that he's been looking forward to, and I wanted to get this podcast out ASAP. So today's podcast, like you just heard, is with Mr. Jake Paul. We talk about anything from entrepreneurship, the fight coming up, what was his plans with starting Team 10, how he raised a million dollars when he first started his company, Team 10, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with, But I really want you to listen to this entire podcast because there may be a lot of you guys that either look at Jake Paul and say, hey, I don't like his mentality, everything that he has going on with his family. Or there may be people listening that love him and love everything he does. Whatever side you're on, I think that this podcast is something that a lot of people on the Internet will find different that when it comes from content from Jake Paul, due to the fact that we're talking mainly about the back end of everything he's done, everything he does regarding his company, regarding YouTube, regarding the team building aspect, regarding just managing a company, managing people, which I think from the forefront of his brand is something that he doesn't talk about a lot. So thank you so much for tuning into the Rise Young podcast. Like I just said, make sure you listen to the entire thing because there's a lot of gems, which I don't think you can find anywhere else on the planet except for this podcast in regards to Jake Paul and the things he's working on in the back end. So thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys soon. everyone Casey Adams here welcome to the build your empire podcast today we got the homie Jake Paul with us today what's good my G coming on the show bro of course bro happy 18th thank you bro yeah let's go you already know so pretty much how this all put together the homie Kieran O'Brien shout out to Kieran he was like yo Jake send my man Casey a happy birthday message Jake came through and he was like yo get on this podcast he's been working on it he's putting out a bunch of episodes he'd love to have you on and here we are today in the studio where the heat is dropping. Where the fire gets <laughs> laid. You already know. So yeah, Jake, I, I wanna I wanna touch on a lot of stuff. I know my audience, the Build Your Empire audience, a lot of entrepreneurs, people that are building their businesses, but yet also building their empires when it comes to anyone from they could be twelve years old starting social media, they could be fifty years old, anyone from DJ Khaled follows his brand, whoever. But today I wanna talk a lot about 
not just the social media, but the back end of the empire that you've built and really just touch on some things that you may not talk about that often when it comes to the back end of your business in a sense. So of course, bro. Dope, it's so bro. crazy. Cause they're like a 12 year old could be watching this. Like, I feel like our society is like kids are getting smarter and smarter. <laughs> like you have your own podcast. Yeah, you're yeah. 18. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing when I was your age, bro. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. You're what? 20. I'm 21, 21 but like, now. I, like the past three years have been like a whirlwind. Like no, I bet. you learn so much and just meet 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 so many people and like you have to you have to grow up in LA. Yeah. Like you ha- yeah. you're forced to grow yeah, up. Yeah, you're forced to grow up and mature. Totally, bro. So I, I want to kind of start off and spark the entire conversation. Obviously, we're at the Team Ten House. That's the brand that you built. That's the movement and empire you, you've been. I would say focusing on from everyone sees that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I want to first start off before we get into the story just when did you start team 10 for the audience um i i was like 18 at the time and like like right like your age and like i didn't really know like what i was getting myself into i kind of like just like hired some like random lawyer to like make contracts to like try and like sign people and like i had this like great plan in the back of my head and like I wasn't around business or like entrepreneurship or like anything growing up so it was all like new to me um so I, I was 18 at the time and just like running and gunning like figuring shit out making making like so many mistakes yeah. which is like how I how I learned and like failing at at, at, at certain things but um I just like dove in head yeah. first and I I think that was like almost like it was almost better that I did that because, like, I think if I would have known, like, how hard it was going to be, I I probably would have, like, gotten scared yeah. just because, like, people people like entrepreneurship and, like, making money and stuff, but I feel like sometimes they don't realize, like, how much effort you have to put into it and yeah. how devoted you have to be. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it, people instantly started falling in love with, like, Team 10. And, the movement. And, yeah, and, like, the idea behind it, and it yeah. was it was fun and, like, friends coming together and um and just creating content like with the same goal in mind which is like to grow and grow and grow um so it's kind of it's kind of like taking this like roller coaster ride the past three years but overall it's been it's been amazing and like we've created some of the biggest influencers that are like still on on youtube today which is which is dope yeah that's freaking crazy man so my age you're 18 you started this brand which you didn't even know what you were getting into it's it's crazy bro so i want to touch on obviously so i graduated high school this june this couple months ago right Mm -hmm. and obviously i know you're from ohio you everyone kind of knows that i feel like the the song everything goes back to the hometown and i I want to touch on so when it comes to you being from small town in ohio right what what was the exact part you're from Uh, cleveland Cleveland, yeah Yeah. west lake Okay. It's like a suburb of okay. Cleveland. So I, I want to touch on, so like growing up, going through school, high school, elementary school, like what were some of your passions when it comes to just like day-to-day activities when you were just like coming up as this kid, right? And obviously now it's like you have millions of followers, amazing business, amazing house, like, and you're 21, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like even for me, it's like, oh, you were 18 and it's like, bro, yeah. you're only 21, <laughs> dog. I know. It's crazy, right? So like, what was, what were you doing when you were young? Um, Honestly, I played a lot of sports, like football wrestling like basketball i just love like being active and like working out um wrestling became a really big part of my life in in high school um and you know like in in elementary school i just like hanging with friends and like riding around (laughs) causing trouble we would go to like the local mall 
and just like try to pick up girls or like <laughs> that was like the hangout spot yeah, and we yeah. kind of just all went there and like that was really all there was to do you know and and school sports parents tell you to do your homework play yeah. call of duty i was really good at call of duty actually okay. like i was a beast <laughs> like i like dead ass okay. i was <laughs> i was a beast i spent okay. too much time on that in Call of Duty, I would get like a nuke every time I played. <laughs> I know shit, that bro. was twenty five kill streaks. Yeah, bro. But just good shit. That's really it. Like, I mean, normal, like just normal ass childhood, bro. I just, yeah, I didn't really like. I felt like, I felt like it was like a. It was almost like everyone always did the same thing in my, in my town. Like it was like a bubble kind of, and like it was like school sports, study for your ACTs and That's SATs. Exactly same here, bro. <laughs> get a good score, try to get a scholarship, yeah. go to college, get a, job. get a job. 40 years later. Get married, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, which is what, which is crazy because like literally every kid that, like basically every kid that I've uh, went to school with that I know of is like, is like in that, in that system. Like, yeah. I know there's probably like probably a lot of like entrepreneurs like out there like watching this or like listening to this. Like, if you, my advice to them is like, bro, like just get out of that system, cause yeah. like it'll like you'll be sucked in before. I'm sure yeah. you feel the same yeah, way. I mean, like I'm from a small town in Virginia, yeah. bro. Totally. I mean, both my parents too. It's like I wasn't growing up in entrepreneurship. Both my parents from working the same job 25 years, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like this whole bubble box society puts you in. Totally resonate, bro. Yeah, and it's like, and I think that's why it's hard sometimes too, is cause like, like parent like parents will be like well what are you doing like yeah. you can't do that like because yeah. i didn't do that yeah and like a lot of times people don't under understand like what it is or like what the vision yeah. is and i want to touch on also when it comes to just i know i listened to something before you're like when you left high school you're like yo i'm never coming back unless i'm driving a rolls royce right yeah so when it comes to high school graduating because i think a lot of people listening they're either in high school maybe they graduated maybe they're older but what was your plan moving out of high school obviously you had the buzz on Vine you came up on there you and Logan killing it on that and I've seen some other stuff where you're like alright fuck it we're gonna move to LA start doing our thing was college ever an option for you going into like ninth, 10th grade no I will I, I mean I think it was at first well like before the Vine thing happened I think I was like yeah like I'm gonna have to yeah. go to college like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do like at one point I was like super like right before Vine popped off I was super devoted into becoming a Navy SEAL and like that's all I wanted to do because like I just didn't like school but yeah like when when Vine like when Vine like popped off like it kind of like opened my mind I started to see like there was like bigger things out there and like I went on this like tour to Texas and I met these kids who like lived in LA and I was like yo (laughs) have you ever seen a Lamborghini (laughs) and they were like yeah bro like every day yeah i was like yo that's dope i probably like look like such an idiot to them but like that i mean that's i just had never seen even a lamborghini and like i started to realize that there was like a bigger world out there you know yeah, like abundance yeah totally it's dope because i think like it's crazy to me too because you're like you're this 18 year old kid never seen a lamborghini last three years have been a roller coaster and with i would just say the business aspect of team 10 obviously it's like building the business having the monetary plan behind it. I think a lot of people don't understand really what you've created, the power of it, not even just from a social standpoint, from a back-end like legacy standpoint and everything like that. So I want to touch on, when it comes to just the Team 10 aspect, starting it, 
What, what I would, when it comes to just the team, I heard you say one time, it's like you wanted to do the Dr. Dre thing where it's like mm-hmm. he would sign people, he could go then sell different products online or whatever that may be. But like moving into that phase, what was your plan with like signing people? Were you trying to just get your homies involved? Was it trying, you saw talent and you could pick out talent or how did that process look from the start? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was like finding people who I resonated with like as as a friend and like yeah. ha- and clicked with them but then also finding people who were just like motivated and like wanted to become something and had the potential to do so like I was I was good at like picking out potential like I would literally yeah, yeah. take I would I was able to see like okay this person is good at this or yeah. like they are this person could be a model or this person is different because they have you know, a different, like, character trait or, like, twins yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, totally. Um, and I was able to, like, see that and, like, kind of, like, mentor younger people in a way to, like, learn from my mistakes and, like, help them avoid all that. Because I, I had to, like, make so many mistakes coming up and, like, meet so many people and, and like, figure out the whole Los Angeles yeah. scene. And so it was kind of like a one-stop shop for, like, talent yeah. to to come in and um and i just wanted to yeah i was i wanted to build like a dream team at the same time too and like people who could like complement each other part of it was like okay like i am like that kid who's like good at making videos and like you know i can be like funny and like do comedy stuff but that can only get like so much of an audience and so kind of the goal was like okay let's get in like a girl who can do something? Let's yeah. get in like a pop. younger, yeah, like a younger Jake people. Mini Jake Paul. Like, <laughs> Shout out. Let's get in the younger people. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like even a, even like fam, like that's a family channel, right? Yeah. So it's like they can reach out to a different audience because they're they're a family. Yeah. Um, and so that's that was kind of the goal of it is to to build these like this this dream team of people that can yeah. like go out and like get these audiences and kind of bring it all back to the same spot for sure and i think it's cool because like it's bigger than you right it's like the team tenant it's it's bigger than an individual itself right it's an entity at the end of the day right so with that itself because i know we chatted right before we started this podcast with like build your empire what we have going on at what we're trying to do with the entrepreneur house Yeah, yeah so when it comes to just the house formation i feel like that's a model now where it's like you can you see different people whether it be on social media where it's like they have these clicks or entities that they're building something with a group of people but then have the brand attached to it which is like bigger than them so with that in mind when you like start a team gen or people that may like like the build your empire team what would you say if you had if you were to look back and restart what would what would be something that you would do different or something that you would sort of avoid when starting a team entity which is like you said team 10 build your empire what would be that piece of advice (laughs) I have a lot of advice there, but <laughs> I think like I think the I think it's like I think the number one thing is finding people who truly have like an amazing work ethic and finding like people who are a little bit older and like like not too old obviously but like who are a little bit more mature who like maybe understand like business and like understand like how like the stress behind it like a lot of times where like i made mistakes is like bringing in people who didn't know what they're doing they were like 17 years old at the time and like 
overnight I helped them like rise to the top and they were like oh like I did this on my own and so I think it's like finding people like who like you really know that you can trust or like have worked with and um and just like good people like super super deep down I would say like finding someone like it's it's sort of crazy but like finding someone who you know doesn't mind like being the assistant or like yeah. clean like yo the dog shit like can you clean up the dog shit yeah. like <laughs> that person who goes and cleans up the dog shit if you help them like blow up overnight or yeah. become successful or do a big d- business deal with them they're most likely not going to screw you over yeah. but like the people who just like come in and have like the golden throne like try to like do it all but like egotistical in a sense yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i mean like it's I mean it's LA and then yeah, they get all these like people yeah, in their yeah. in their ear and like it can it can be kind of crazy but I think like find your like day ones yep. the people who you you really really can trust people who are a little bit older who like yeah. are more mature and can like understand what it is that you're doing and and work every single yeah. day and even work through like the failures because totally. um that's when when you're at like low points that's when a lot of people give up too yeah um but yeah it's like you're definitely gonna have to make adjustments and i think there's never gonna be like a perfect team right away um even even me like i've had to like like weed through so many people like see yeah to see like who's gonna be around and yeah and again people people you know, we'll do anything to get to the top. And yeah, so yeah. I think it's like makes sense. the good, really seeing the, like the good people. Yeah, that's for sure, man. So I, I think it, I'm super interested to know more about like when it comes to the house itself, Team 10 as a brand, obviously it's like, you said you started as the 18, right? And yeah. for everyone that doesn't know Team 10, it's like your first house, was it right near Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So someone, maybe they're young, maybe your parents listen to this or whatever that may be, 18 year old kid, he wants to move into this house in ho- near Hollywood, California, just graduated high school. When it comes to the back end, the financial side, right? It's like obviously there's a monetary plan that you have to be able to afford all this stuff to really make it happen. Because I feel like for parents, anyone listening that's above the age 25, it's like that sounds like nonsense, right? Especially with this different generation yeah. that's just like pioneering, like yourself. So when it comes to just the money aspect, did you have investors? Did you have people, mentors that guided you through the process to the start, or what was the situation that kind of led up to like getting the house like situated on the back end? So at first, like I started Team Ten like in an apartment, just like literally there was like seven, eight, nine of us like in a, a one to two bedroom apartment, Shit. like <laughs> sleeping in the closets and like tripping over each other and like. I was like signing talent and we were like creating content and at the time like I was just like funding everything with like my own money that I yeah. was making from like brand deals and stuff yeah. um, and because I was like so passionate about it and like yeah. I knew that it was gonna like work and I had like different mentors and like advisors along the way but I guess I didn't necessarily like understand like what a mentor or an advisor was really um, there's always like people like coming in and out, like being like, yo, you should do this, you should do that. But there's never like one person that kind of like guided me through the, the whole thing. And I, I think at one point I was like, okay, there's like nine of us in this room. Like this is blowing up. I need to like figure out 
what to do and like we need to like expand yeah um and so that led to me being like yo like i want to i want to raise money and like hire more employees more people and like scale everything up yeah um and i just was like okay let's do this and i went out to raise money and like the crazy thing about that was when i was like going to raise money that's like when i really like learned about business and like relationships and like how to actually like like put together a business because like i was meeting with these like super important people like sometimes billionaires and they would like hound me like what are you gonna do if i give you my money like all of these crazy questions like they would like they would ask me like the the gnarliest things that i never thought about (laughs) and like i had to give them like legit answers for them to actually like hand me hand me money like to a 19 year old kid like being like i'm gonna create (laughs) yeah yeah team 10 like it was it was almost funny in a way but um but yeah eventually like raised a million dollars and um just hired a couple more people to to help but i immediately like immediately just like moved into what's known as like the first team 10 house um which is in west hollywood and the idea behind that was like kind of like a branding thing and like to get everyone in one roof so that we could all collaborate and like yeah. always be there and always be like grinding and like working on something together and it was kind of like this amazing like vibe. Yeah. Um so it was that I mean that was like what kind of launched it. Like yeah. p- people started falling in love with like that idea and like it was like super exciting and like people would come over for meetings and there would be like fans outside so they'd be like oh I want to do business with I've them I've seen like, the videos bro it's crazy yeah <laughs> so it's it was like but that that's kind of how it like led up to being being able to make it happen in a sense right raising yeah, a million exactly. dollars to just was that the catalyst you'd say like that kind of made it all like alright we're gonna move forward with this we, we raised the money now let's execute was that like the I think the so I, I mean I think I think more so like me learning like about like like me going to raise the million dollars like i had to like actually like put together a business plan like i said that's when i like learned about the business and i was like okay like this is what i need to do and it kind of like once i put that together that plan in my mind and like like put goals down and of like what i wanted the company to become because like the investor would be like so where's (laughs) team 10 in five years yeah yeah. and i'd be like uh uh and i like would come up with an answer but then like I started to believe that answer yeah. and I think once we got into the house like because of that plan and like structure and the goals everything just like blew up from there like I yeah. like didn't even like really use like the investor money because we started to become yeah. like profitable from the, the household start. name yeah so so moving into the house what was your current status when it comes to like well, not even followers, but just YouTube-wise. I know that you said, like, you went on, it was, like, 400 days of vlogging every day, or what was the, the exact number? I think it was, uh, yeah, something like... That's crazy. Something like 450 days in a row. Okay. And so when you moved in, what was the, I would say, situation from a social standpoint? Like, obviously, you had, you had Vine, you blew up, you had this whole fan base culture community that just loves you, knows who you are, and you're this character. But what was the... The pivot point. Like when you moved in, where were you at in the whole social media space? That's a, that's a good question. I, I was kind of like not 
like doing my thing. Like I was, I was not really posting any content. And okay. like at the time, like Vine was like sort of dying off. Um, but I was so focused on the business. Like it took me like two and a half months of like meetings, like yeah, yeah. every single day, all day to, to like raise that money. And like, I was so focused on that, that I like hadn't really been doing content at all. Um, like my fans were actually like pissed at me <laughs> cause I was, I was just, I was running the business yeah. and like being like behind the scenes more. Um, and I think once I was able to get like more employees in to help on like the back end of business things, like that's when I started to, to, um, put out content more. Yeah. And I forget what it was, but like I saw like this trend of like YouTubers vlogging and I was like, oh, like that's, that's interesting. And I like, they kept on doing it and like I would watch like some of their vlogs and like I was like, wasn't that interesting. Like they weren't that interesting to me. Um, but I saw like how their fans were like engaging and like responding to it. And so I was like, okay, like I could probably do this better than them. And like, they're like, their fans are loving this cause they, yeah. they just seen them on vine. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me dive into this. And it was literally like one day I was like, yo, should I vlog? And like, <laughs> we all had a conversation and it was like, yeah, like let's vlog. And they started out like really bad, <laughs> um, but I slowly like, figured out like the YouTube platform and like how the content differed from, from vine, um, or even like Facebook, uh, and just like started going hard and like pushing the limits and adding in like as much creativity as possible and into the videos. That's so dope. So you move into this house and you're kind of like focused on the business side and you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna start vlogging. And then obviously when it comes to vlog, it's like grew your what? 15 million now on YouTube. And that was like the catalyst of it. But when, when it comes to, I like talking about the brand deals because you said you moved to the house, it's already profitable. You just raised this million dollars. And I think from that angle, a lot of, maybe even younger kids, like they don't understand like social media, you use it as a tool, but it's like there's a whole monetary back end. And I, I think a lot of people may not understand like, dude, where the hell is this money coming from yeah. to fund this whole thing? So when it comes to, like you said, the brand deals and everything being put together, when you looking back, like putting together brand deals, I think a lot of, obviously companies are now paying You'll see the Kardashians making almost a billion dollars, right? From yeah. All these Instagram posts, a million dollars a post. When it comes to the packaging stuff, brand deals, pitching companies, or them coming to you, from you being like the biggest social media guy, what would you say makes a brand deal good? What makes it bad? And how do you structure that? Um, I would say what makes a brand deal good is like a couple of things, but like one being a long term relationship. I think like if out of nowhere, I'm like, yo, like, eat this McDonald's hamburger. Like, yeah. my audience is like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But, like, I think if after a year of doing it, they're going to be like, wow, like, Jake really <laughs> likes that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go eat that. Yeah. Um, a lot of brands just try to do, like, one-off deals and, like, like, oh, that well, that didn't really do anything. And it's, like, the long-term model of, yeah. like, constantly repeating and, like, and hitting that audience to where they're going to buy into it. Um, so I think, like, a long-term partnership makes for a great brand deal and I think also like 
the creator like feeling like super comfortable and like making it like super authentic which is like yeah. a word that's used in probably every brand deal meeting totally. ever <laughs> in the world like let's make it authentic <laughs> yeah yeah but like I think a lot of brands like set out to be like let's make it authentic and then they're like well you can't say this you can't say that you can't yeah. do this we don't like the logo there Let's fuck it up <laughs> yeah and it's like then it, it just ends up like becoming like this crazy like back and forth process but I think if like brands literally just let creators have full control, they know their audience better than anyone and like there's going to be a better ROI on their their investment. Um, I think that those are like the things that I look for in in a a brand deal to make it, to make it dope. Um, So do you, do you package it when it comes to like, obviously you have this entity team 10 and I'm curious when you go to a brand company as you have this entity, it's like you're not just an individual, right? It's like yeah. it's like business to business. Do you pitch it as you're working with Jake Paul or you're working with Team 10 and the culture we have as an entity? Or, or is it a little bit of both? I think it's mainly like you're working with like Team 10. Okay. And like the reason why it's better to work with Team 10 is because like not it's not just me posting. It's like the, the fans will see like, oh, Jake posted about that. Oh, Erica posted about that. Like, oh, they're all having like fun as a collective like with a group of friends and like they're all invested into this and like we're hitting we're hitting different audiences as well and there's like different followings across the board yeah and so there's like a lot bigger reach and there's a lot more like times that the brand is actually like hitting the audience and like that is more valuable you know it like takes seven to eleven times for yeah for someone to like see an ad and like actually like respond to it, respond or like engage or, or do something. So that's kind of like the, like part of the, the value into like working with team 10. Do you think like this whole team 10 working with that, is that, is that what differentiates obviously pricing, but it's like something could go from a six figure deal with an individual to then like a seven multi seven figure deal with a team. Is that a big catalyst of working with not just Jake, but team 10? Do you think, that is the main separating factor of raising prices, setting a bigger goal, or how does that all work in the back? I mean, yeah, yeah I think I, it's definitely it definitely adds to it, um, and it's kind of like a one stop shop. Like a lot of like brands will try to find like ten different influencers yeah. and get them to try to like work See, together, yeah. and it like never really works out, or it like feels like forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's like I think it's part of it. Um, I think a, a lot of it is like the creativeness, like the creativity we put behind yeah. um, the the brand deal. Like a lot of that's like priceless in my eyes. Like yep. when I work with a brand, like I try to make it like the best campaign that they've yeah. ever done. Didn't you do something? It was that video game, right? It was like y'all were all driving in the desert. What was it? Um, was it Need for Speed? Yeah, Need for Need Speed. For yeah, Speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like something like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. You see something like that, and it's like it's like a it's more than a production it's like this whole movie promotion but it's like it's so integrated with your entire team so it doesn't feel promotional yeah so like something like that it was super deal. fun and like yeah exciting. exactly it's so like what goes into that because like obviously need for speed is household name collaborating with team 10 it's like yeah. that's one of the huge brand like what goes into like that process and actually making it happen because i feel like a lot of people don't understand that so they came to me and they were like yo we have this new game coming out like we would just want you to like promote it and I was like okay like let's rewind like we need to make this like yeah super exciting like I don't want to just be like hey go get this game like 
I want there to be like a storyline behind it. And so like I came up with this idea to have like a full on production and like chase scene to yeah, make it, so it this like super <laughs> epic thing. Um, and it's kind of like to bring it back full circle a little bit later. I was like, guys, like I want my car to be like in the game yeah. and like fans to be able to like go race against Jake Paul, like yeah, yeah. Jake Paul's rainbow yeah. in the game. Um, it just made it more authentic. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, and that was exciting for me and like because I got excited about like being in a video game yeah. like <laughs> my yeah. fans definitely like felt that yeah, and yeah. like it just it just made it like more authentic and like we just tried to like boost the the hype around it yeah. as much as possible like I wanted to post that brand deal on my Instagram yeah. like it was more than a promotion to you it was like this story thing you constructed and like you're proud of it in a exactly sense. that's dope yeah that's super dope so I want to kind of pivot so obviously it's August 3rd today you got something fucking huge coming up this fight yeah <laughs> and I want to kind of touch on it because like obviously this whole thing it's been a journey of putting it together obviously the the beef the fight this whole marketing coming up to that yeah so just for the audience, he has this fight, if you don't know, August 25th, right? Yeah. Happening out in the, where exactly? In the UK. In Manchester, yeah. Manchester. And so for you, like, being the guy, right, you're getting, you just walked in from the training, you're getting all ready for this fight, but it's more than a fight. It's like, you guys, 21,000 people are about to be in the arena. It's like, this isn't just the social media fight. This is like a real deal. You guys are- it's full on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So I, I want to kind of ch- like chat about that, because obviously, like, the fight itself- that's the attention, but the back end, it's like, if you look at it from a marketing standpoint, like, when you look at McGregor and Floyd, it's like, they're the fight, but then they're walking out with hundreds of millions of dollars each, and like, there's two sides of the table, right? But from someone, Jake, that's about to be in this fight, I want to know for the people, how did that kind of come about? Obviously, if they watch the vlogs, they'll know, but what did this process look like leading up to the fight? So, I mean, it started, like, we, we got, like, me and my brother got called out, and, like, we kind of, like, went back and forth, and eventually, like, we made a decision to, like, fight these brothers. Um, I was, I'm going to fight the younger one, and my older brother's going to fight the older one. Yeah. Um, and, like, I knew it was going to be a huge opportunity. Like, like, that's kind of, like, what sparked my interest in the first place, is, yeah. like, okay, this is, like, something... I used to wrestle like yeah. this. This is this boxing match could be big, the biggest thing on the internet. Yeah, and that's like what I went into the mindset of with it of, and like it eventually became became that like with the hype and stuff. Yeah. But um, that's what excited me at, at at first, and like the more we kind of like got into it, like yeah. the more like real and like legit and like fun. It kind of became because yeah. like it's like you said like it's an actual fight like yeah we for real. like I have a boxing ring in my living yeah, room yeah you came back with training getting yeah. ready for this thing you know what I'm saying so it's like we're actually we're actually all training and I think it has potential to like not only not only be like a huge like business thing but to like even like change the sport of like boxing to get like a younger audience yeah. like back involved in, yeah. in in love with boxing and like um even having like any sort of like peace or like stake in that is like huge yeah um just because like that audience never really cared about boxing until now That's and interesting it, and i think about that yeah because it's, it's so like true after the mayweather and like mcgregor boxing match like what like What's, who's who thinks about boxing really yeah <laughs> and so like that's dope that i think it's getting like this whole generation like 
excited yeah about boxing again and and really putting on on a show and having it be like one of if not the biggest event in internet history like kids every single kid that comes up to me like they're like yo you're gonna beat deji's ass like (laughs) they're all everyone's invested into it and like if you think about it because like my goal like i do vlogs i do like music i'm an actor da 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 But, like, it's all just, like, entertainment. To me, like, I just love to, like, entertain. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, if you're walking down the street and, like, two dudes are, like, fist fighting in the middle Boom. of the street. Circle. Everybody watches it. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody. At school, fight breaks out. It's the biggest talk of the day. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's, like, that's, like, just it's another form of entertainment. Yeah. And I, like I said, I was always, like, involved in, in sports and stuff. And so for me, it was, like, okay, like, let's do this. Yeah. Like, this is gonna this is going to be fun. And and we'll see like how big we can actually make it and yeah. i think af- after we did the first we did a press conference and after that it got like three times as many views as i saw that the mayweather yeah. versus mcgregor press conference in like one day yeah and theirs had been up for like a year that, I was, then you, you said that in your story or something yeah right? and i checked it out i was like damn bro yeah you guys have leverage it's crazy it's crazy that's that's the thing and it's like these kids want to see they want they want to see us fight and like they're so invested into it and like it's like turned into this super legit like real thing like we're we're training like non-stop and and everyone's like putting their heart and soul into it so that's dope question were you the type of kid growing up you got in fights or what's what's your background in fighting at all i mean like i i would never like got into like street fights or anything <laughs> i was kind of just always like yeah whatever like yeah, yeah. all right and like i feel like no like no one really wanted to fight me because they knew i was like good at wrestling yeah. you're what six six two i'm like six one i'm like you're big bro yeah but like yeah people i i wrestled like i was yeah a really really good wrestler and um that that's definitely helped with like boxing as well yeah. like the footwork the movement like being able to like fight someone like wrestling it's like bro you're out there and like in front of everybody in like spandex and like <laughs> you're either getting yeah, your yeah. ass beat or you're dealing the ass beating and that's been like a huge help with boxing as well like just that yeah. mentality of like fighting someone is yeah. like it's it's a completely different mindset I'm curious to know so with Floyd McGregor obviously like that fight was so hyped up and the biggest talk when it was going on so from your angle of like the marketing perspective behind it did you are you picking things that they've done or what's your angle on like hyping it up because like you said it's entertainment at the end of the day right it's like you're putting on this show but it's actually a real thing in the ring it's a whole different story but what's your angle on the marketing behind it because I know obviously the Floyd thing are you picking pieces from that and have you learned something from that or what's your angle on that I mean honestly like it's so crazy that but because like our marketing for it I feel like has like it's really natural and it's taken like like there hasn't been really like thought it's like all like pretty real and like the beef is real yeah and like there's videos going back and forth and like the press conference like yeah we all kind of went in the mindset like let's hype this up and like (laughs) talk a lot of shit totally but other than that it's been like real and like tmz sports got involved and like started like coming up to like all of us on the streets and like it's kind of taken that same route naturally 
Um, which to me is kind of cool because it's like, I'm sure like, you know, they have HBO and Showtime and UFC behind them. And so I'm sure like a lot of their stuff is like super planned Totally. and like ours is kind of taking this like more natural route. Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. So it's dope because I'm thinking back, just you're talking about TMZ running up and in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, coming from this small town in Ohio, like looking back from like, I'm 18, right? When you were 18, graduated high school a couple years ago. What's been your, I would say, just mentality transitioning from this kid grows up in Ohio, moves to LA, has this business, starts it, fails a lot, learns a lot, succeeds. Just looking back from like the standpoint of like, dude, three years has been the probably wildest time of your damn life. Yeah. So from someone that may be listening, they're a young kid, maybe they're they're having success right now. Just mentally, what has been the biggest like mental transition for you, and how have you? I would say, how are you looking at it from the standpoint of just Obviously, this is your reality now, mm-hmm. but how have you been able to adjust to this like completely different lifestyle over the last three years? I think at the end of the day, like if like I still feel like the same kid, totally like that I was in Ohio, just like smarter and more like knowledgeable about the world. Yeah, but I definitely still feel like the same kid, and just like I just still like to hang with my friends and like mess around and do dumb shit but like definitely just like smarter and I think the biggest thing is is being able to deal with like pressure and pressure and like how fast paced everything is I think that's like mentally like what you have to be able to deal with because literally like one minute I'll be like training the next minute I'm in like a business meeting the next minute I'm in like a creative meeting. The next minute I'm, you know, 15 minutes late to start my vlog and I have yeah. to be like, good morning, Jake Pollard yeah. and like vlog for three hours and then like come back and like make music. Like it's, it's just like crazy. Like days, days like fly by. Um, but I think if you can like deal with that pressure and like, how fast pace everything moves yeah i think people will be fine but like i still feel like the same the same kid that i was but like i said just like smarter and like i think staying like humble and like always always like no matter who you meet like be like the lesser person yeah and like try to have that that mindset and like don't ever think you're like better than people yeah just because of like what you've accomplished or like done um and see if you can learn something from anyone yeah. And I think that's really it. Yeah. It's dope. So, like, all this shit you have going on, right? There's obviously there's people in the background. It's not just you handling all this. And I, and I want to talk about just the team, right? Because obviously, what you've been able to build, it's been a team effort. You have a great team behind you. So, the question is, like, how many people are involved with the whole operation? I think that's something I'm curious about. But, like, what's the total thing, back end amount of people that are just helping everything come together at the end of the day? Um, that's a good question. It's probably like, it's probably like around 10. Okay. Plus or minus. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot, like you said, there's so many people behind the scenes that like are just, are just helping out. I guess like, I guess if you like really start to like add it up to like, like with even just like, like even just with this boxing thing we have going on, like just the boxing like posse is like five people yeah so it's like 
there's like that and then there's like the business people and there's like the content team yeah and then uh you have like editors and like it assistants and like it 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 adds up i guess but um but yeah i i found like contrary to like popular belief like a lot of entrepreneurs like run around like how many employees do you have like and like that's usually like a sign of like flexing like i would rather have like less employees that are just like doping on top of their shit and like making sure that they're actually like getting shit done than like a lot of employees than and not knowing like what the hell they're doing yeah that's dope so what what goes into creating i would say culture and i I think that's a word used a lot but obviously from a standpoint of having a business is a culture that it's inside of it that really helps everyone stay a a part of the vision obviously it's like someone's working for you they believe in the vision right so for you and the whole team 10 like how do you control the culture and kind of keep everyone aligned for the bigger vision um we have i mean like like a typical company we have like our core values and stuff like on like a on like a poster and i think like when we bring people in like we talk to them about that but i think like for me i i like to drive people with like vision and like talk to them about like where i see things going Mm -hmm. um and i think if people can like or if like an employee or like a team 10 member can really wrap their mind around that vision and be like fully invested into it um then they're gonna work harder and that that culture is gonna be there so i think it's for me it's like you know this is like what we can become and like this is where we are now and like here's how we're gonna here's how we're gonna get there and i think that really excites people and like creates that creates that culture yeah um so that's kind of like how i like to do it and like keeping people motivated and like talk about the successes like even if they're just like little successes like mm. always making it a point to like bring those up and yeah um, highlight those in a sense yeah exactly like there's so many like i said it's so fast paced yeah, like yeah. sometimes like you forget like you know like we did like a make a wish and you know like we we met this kid and like he came to our show like while we were on tour and it was like the best day of his life. Yeah. And there was like a video of him like rocking out in the <laughs> crowd, which to me was like super awesome. And like in the fast paced thing, it's like, okay, the next day, like we're in a different city and there's yeah. a different show and there's yeah. a different thing to do. And so it's like, I tried to like bring that up and be like, yo, like guys don't for, like, we just totally. did this yesterday. Like this was like super cool. Yeah. Um, and so like bringing up moments like that are pretty dope. That's dope. How was the tour by the way, bro? How many cities was it that you hit in the time period? We did like twenty one. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, it was fun. How was that, bro? Like, you think a tour life is like all these musicians? You just come up, kill the game, have this tour, kill the shit. Like, what was that experience like for you? I think, I think what summed it up. <laughs> we were like in like one of the last cities, and like in every like venue or like place you go to, for the shows, like there's writing on all of the walls from like whoever like whatever bands yeah. have been there and we were Let's like go. one of the, we were at like one of the last cities and like we were kind of all just like tired and we like look on the wall and it said like if tour were easy it'd be called your mom <laughs> and like <laughs> that's like we were like yeah like that sums up <laughs> this whole tour like it's hard like it's hard being on the road and like 
I was vlogging and like working out while on the road yeah, and like that training for the fight, all that shit. Exactly, together. and it, it it all added up, and it was, it was tough. It was a lot of work, and um, but overall, it was like amazing meeting fans like face to face, um, and like feeling their energy and being able to perform and and yeah, feel like what it's like to be like a touring artist yeah. for a little bit of time. But that's dope. that's crazy, bro. It I'm, was gnarly. Artist of. I'm curious, what's like a dream, if you had to pick someone like to collaborate with, obviously like, maybe someone Gucci, crazy, what's someone that like, if you collab with them, you'd be like, fuck yeah, like musician wise? I think like, I mean, Drake is my favorite. Okay. Like, I listen, like, he's really like the only artist I listen to, like I, I find it hard to listen to like other artists sometimes, okay. like one-off songs like here and there, but like, I just think he's so... I know it's like mainstream because he's like the number one artist, but like I like his music that's like less popular and yeah. like he has like songs on YouTube still that like only have like 10 million views, yeah. which for him is not much. But like I like listening to, to those okay. songs, <laughs> but like he he's just so dope to me and I think it'd be awesome to work with him uh, with one day. And yeah. I mean, there's dope. so many dope artists out there, though, but yeah. So didn't you get like, um, like music wise? It's like come into this game, you make a song, hundreds of millions of views on a song, and it's like you weren't this like you weren't planning to be a musician. You just came out right. Yeah, like, yeah. You started busting out songs. Like when it just comes to that process, like didn't you like weren't like one of the first YouTubers to get like a platinum record or something? Yeah, I was uh, I was the first one to go platinum That's from YouTube, crazy. which is crazy, but. It's like yeah, it's really, <laughs> so crazy. It's bro. like it was just another form of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's crazy. I feel like it's like everything you do from fighting music. It's like you put your mind to it, you can just fucking crush it, right? And, and coming from that angle, have you always been the type of dude that's like obviously this word manifest, right? It's like you say you want to work with Drake. I guarantee you, in the next couple of years, you and Drake will have a video together, right? That'd so be what's <laughs> what's what's your mindset with just like manifesting? Because I know like. Everything you were in the studio around this house is like this was an idea, right? You were eighteen. I had this goal. You had a plan, and obviously things have been up and down. But like, what's your standpoint of that? Like talking to a young kid that's just in their room right now. They have this idea. How has that actually like been a key role in your life when it comes to just writing down goals, having a vision, and actually planning? Because it's like these three years, bro. It's like you fucking changed the game, pioneering so many things. So like, how does that? in your life work for you in a sense I like I think manifestation is like huge and like it's definitely real like 100% real and um I like wrote out my goals like even when I was like wrestling when I was in high school I'd say like I'm going to win like I'm going to beat this kid I'm going to do this thing I'd say it in the mirror like 10 times to myself like before going to sleep and it's been like a huge a huge part of my life and I think it gives you something to like track and like look forward to and I think like a big thing is not only like setting goals and like saying them out loud and saying like you will accomplish them but actually like holding yourself to it yeah. and there's like no better feeling like right when I started vlogging like one of the like the, the biggest vloggers at the time were getting like a million views ish per day okay. um and i wrote i remember i like put i like printed out a piece of paper that said i jake paul will get one million views per day on my vlogs and i just said it every day and then it happened yeah and then i got through a million i was like i will get two million views and then that happened 
And then it was like, I, Jake Paul will get 5 million views a day. Yeah. And then that happened. And then I said, well, like, f- like, fuck it. I'm, yeah. I, Jake Paul will get 10 million views a day. And then that happened. And, like, it really, like, I think putting it out there, like, definitely helped. And, like, I had to, like, hold myself accountable, accountable to it. And, like, when, when things, like, we were, like, when I didn't want to vlog or, like, whatever, like, I just, like, had to, like, focus in and, like, yeah. know that that was my goal. That's crazy. Um, and, like, really, like, believe in, in it. That's crazy. 10 million views a day. Damn, that's wild. So, yeah. Uh, so with YouTube now, like, what's an average amount of views you're getting daily? Like, right now I'm averaging, like, 8 or 9 million okay. a day. Okay. I haven't been able to put, like, full effort in, though. Okay. Because, like, just training so yeah. much. Like, yeah. Have you been putting out, like, is it, you're not daily vlogs anymore, right? Yeah, it's, like, every other day. Okay. Sometimes, it's, like, sometimes I'll put out, like, three in a row. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of, like, I think the everyday thing was, like, it was, it was, like, super exciting. Like, at the time, like, that's really, like, all I was doing. And, like, yeah, like, when other stuff comes up or, like, now, like, music is a, yeah. is a huge, like, passion of mine like I need to be able to set time aside to, I know. <laughs> but like yeah I need to be able to set time aside to be able to do other things yeah. or like boxing um and yeah I feel like it's also like communicating with your fans like you know like you can put out too much content like yeah. especially if it's not like really like 100% effort you know it's like, like quality wise yeah like focus wise yeah. they can tell instantly yeah. and so for me, it was, like, some of the other things I had going on and, like, slowing down the, the content production and um, being able to, like, grow other areas yeah. of my career. That's dope. I, I got a couple more questions before we wrap this up. I know that we've been chatting, but I'm curious. Like, when it comes to you going back home, going to Ohio, obviously you grew up in this just the setting where LA, that's just this faraway place, shit's popping, you didn't see Lamborghinis. Yeah. So like going back now, and like you obviously had some friends, like what's the transition today? Like going back home, going back to the roots, like what goes through your head when you go back? Like just coming from this kid, small town, looking to where you are now, like what, where are you at mentally in that whole game of like, damn, like these last three years have just been a roller coaster? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. Like it's, it's a little weird to go back. Um, for like a lot of like a lot of reasons like I walk in like my dad's house and like I feel like a giant like I don't yeah. know it's just like weird like that and like like it just brings back like different memories and stuff but I think it's also like cool to go back and like remember like this is where like everything started yeah. and like you know like if, it, if I didn't have some of these opportunities come my way then like I'd still be here and um it's a lot slower, slower pace. Like totally. I go home sometimes and like, <laughs> it'll be like 1 PM and I'll be like, all right, <laughs> what, what are hell? we doing? <laughs> what, we already went to the mall. Yep. Like, what do we do now? <laughs> some food, I guess. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of my, a lot of like my older friends are like in college or whatever. So like, I don't really like see them either. So it's mainly just going back for like, family and yeah. like and like really close friends but um it's weird seeing yeah it's like weird in a way it's like <laughs> i don't know it's like it's it's like reminiscing but yeah 
I don't know. <laughs> do, do you think it, it helps you when it comes to like you have all this fast pace? Like, does it does it give you a sense of like step back and like breathing room, or do you just this current state? It's like you're young, you're killing it. Like, does, is that the thing that's just like every day you have this burning desire? Just that's what keeps you going in a sense. You love the fast pace. I, yeah, I think I'm like I. I fell in love with the fast pace, <laughs> yeah. I think, and, like, that's what makes me happy is, like, just, like, doing things. Yeah. Like, even if, like, like, even if it's not, like, something with business, like, even just, like, accomplishing things, like, making new friends out here or, like, you know, like, go- going around my house and, like, cleaning it on like Sundays like <laughs> yeah, yeah. just like whatever it is yeah. like I like Check to stay box. busy yeah. yeah and like I like to get shit done I guess yeah um that's what yeah I guess that's what like keeps my mind going cause I think like I'm always thinking like like at all hours of the day and like I have a little bit of ADD and so like I feel like the fast pace is like good for me yeah. in a way Cause it's like, I can do this and that and this and that and like keep my totally. mind going versus there. I'm like, I almost freak out. Cause I'm like, yeah. what, what do I like? What am I doing? Like I have to like be doing something. Yeah. That's crazy. Bro. So I, I got like two more questions, man. So in regards to social media and just like the current state of it, obviously like living in 2018 now, I was talking with um, my boy Matt today and it's like social media making money there it's like it's a proven path of like if there's young kids listening it's like people want to be youtubers you know they want to collaborate with influencers like it's it's a proven style now nowadays in 2018 Mm -hmm. so like someone that's like you that's like pioneering this whole space and you're the dude where it's like if you do something hundreds and thousands of other people may try to copy that do something similar to get the attention right so like where do you see and what do you see trend wise maybe social media a platform things that are coming out in the future where are you spending your time like content wise you know what i'm saying like where are you looking to when it, from a creative aspect yeah it's a good question <laughs> the, the the social media space is like so gnarly to me it's like because i've seen it like evolve yeah evolve um i think at the end of the day like like the people who ri- will rise in the social media space are the people who are the best at what they do. So like someone will be the best at like making comedy skits. Someone yeah. will be the best at music and like somebody will be the best vlogger. Somebody will be the best MMA person and they'll kind of be like the star of like each kind of like vertical. But, um, it's like yeah like everyone's everyone's trying to do this space yeah. and like I think the people who are like focusing on like Instagram but like more so YouTube are becoming successful like I didn't I don't really understand like Instagram is really dope and like that it's a great way to like gain exposure and yeah. like for that it's awesome but a lot of people put a lot of like effort and energy into it when like there there's no way to like monetize off of it unless yeah. you're Unless you're, like, promoting something else. Yeah. Um, but I think Instagram and YouTube are, like, the most powerful platforms. And, like, you see, like, a lot of people in the music space now just, like, popping off just because yeah. of, of Instagram. The and virality effect. It's I almost, like, it's almost sad, though, because, like, instead of, like, actually talented people rising to the top, it's, like, more so people who are, like, memes. Yeah. That are becoming famous. It's character memes. 
Yeah, it's like literally like if you're like a if like the thing about all the biggest people on the internet, they're all memes. Yeah. Cardi B, she's <laughs> literally a meme. Yeah. Anything she says is like hilarious and like can be a meme. Like six nine. He's like a walking meme. Like yeah. anything he does, like people are like, "Oh, that's crazy," or yeah. "That was stupid," or like, you know, whatever it is. They're memes. Like Lil Hank Williams, like oh little my kid. God. Did he, he's did a you meme. Meet him? Did like, you meet him? Uh, no, I didn't meet him. No. Okay, that's hilarious. No, he's uh, just hot, bro. That's what I'm saying. But they're all just memes. Yeah, like yeah. the Walmart kid. Yeah. The Cash Me Outside. Like. Yeah. All the people that are popping are just like memes, which yeah. is. Which obviously there's like the talented people who are popping, but like the ones who are like really breaking through are just like walking memes, which yeah. is kind of sad in a way. But at the same time, it's like that's what people want to see. Yeah. So like, so from my angle, it's like who when you look at people on social media, who do you look at and like respect, and you're like they're killing it in the social media game. <sighs> it's hard. <laughs> um, I think like. Like, Lele Pons does a really good job, and she, yeah. like, works her ass off. Um, 6 9 is super smart. Like, he's yeah. a walking meme, but he's really smart about yeah. his marketing. Um, I mean, there's not that many. Like, I feel like there's, like... I don't know. I don't know, like, who else. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Uh, because I want to pivot that into a different question when it comes to like yeah. people like in the that's a content creator phase but when it comes to when you look at the the different needs like obviously we're doing this business podcast right like obviously you were in New York had to meet with Gary Vee and he's his own niche of entrepreneur sort of content when you look at people like Gary obviously he's helped you and would you consider him a mentor in a sense yeah in a, in a sense <laughs> we did an interview and like he just like yelled at me for like 30 minutes but. No, I saw that <laughs> no, I want to say though regarding that when it comes to just him as an individual and then like the the different I would say position as a content creator like Gary is obviously putting out business content not just creative music all this sort of stuff so when you look at someone like Gary how do you think that industry that niche that bubble affects that culture and when you look at that how how do you think that someone can dominate that field in business yeah yeah, business content I mean I think it's just making it more relatable and like Doing it on a on a on a broader scale, I think like Gary's done like a pretty good job at it. But it's like, how can how can you be like, how can you become as big of a person as possible and then yeah. talk about business? Totally. That's almost like cooler in a sense, yeah. and it can it can it can reach more people, um, like. In a weird way, like The Rock kind of does it. Oh, yeah. He'll do the inspirational, but then he'll do shit that's pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, that's what I always like thought Gary could do better. Okay. Is like, how can Gary make more viral videos? Yeah. Which, like, I know that's not really his brand, but I think someone else can come in and do that. But, like, how can he make more viral videos? And maybe in those viral videos, like, sprinkle in the, you know, in, like, the business stuff and, like grow that way and then have just the strictly business content yeah. but I think like to make it attractive and exciting for like a bigger audience you have to like th- that you have to like reel them in first yeah 
and then bring like them on like to the umbrella and then you can always exactly. funnel them down to like the core purpose of your message in a sense yeah that's dope that's dope so last question to wrap it up man I know we've been chatting for a while definitely appreciate your time just in regards to everything you have going today obviously we have the fight coming up you got the music you got this amazing house you're only 21 you're young I'm young everyone listening may be young when even though when you said don't talk to investors it's like five year plan when it comes to like the current Jake Paul like where do you see Team 10 going in two years, five years? Because obviously things will change social media wise. Culture mm-hmm. shifts are going to happen. You're going to be in this older demographic. What's your standpoint on that? And like, where do you see yourself in two, five, two to five years? I think, yeah, no, I think, I think a lot of it is like continuing to grow like my, my personal career um, and growing that, that team around me that's kind of like, in that same like vibe and same like era and I think um with Team 10 like you know we have like this like Mini Jake Paul who's like yeah. a, a younger family channel I think me grow like I might grow up a little bit and like start to age up my audience but I think like Team 10 can still have like that older and yeah. younger audience and like I think in the future it's just like having like more awesome awesome creators and like putting even like more structure in place behind them um and continuing like to do music and like boxing like yeah you know after the first fight it's like okay more people are gonna want to do it because they're gonna see how big it got um and continuing to continuing to create content which is like how i started like like that is always like what drove me and like is how I got to where I am today like just literally making videos as simple as that sounds but um whether that's on YouTube or Instagram or some new platform like you never know right like I thought Vine was gonna be like forever you know so like it's just being able to transition and knowing how to make content for different platforms and um and yeah, just like doing, I guess anything that is is super entertaining. Like yeah. we have a ton of a ton of amazing like back end business stuff planned yeah. um, in the next year, which I'm like super stoked about that and like putting a lot of time into like innovating. Yeah. You know, like I think when I came into the vlog game, it was like it was like the reason why everything blew up is it was super innovative. Yep. Um, and so I think I've been able to like take a step back and like breathe, and now I'm like ready to come in and like innovate again and that's sick there's a lot of there's a lot of like really cool things that we're working on on the business side and just yeah creating the empire that can be bigger than than me yeah totally um and just working my ass off i guess yeah just to kind of touch on that to like finalize this entire podcast when it comes to you and i like how you said just stepping up as the guy that's like you have this operation right but from the back end angle of different business opportunities, investing your money to different things, maybe a tech company, whatever that may be. When it comes to that aspect, do you plan, obviously you know what's trendy, what can pop. I feel like for you, it's like you can go in anything, music, boxing, dominate it, kind of lay out this path. So for you, do you have plans when it comes to being an angel investor, investing in companies and seeing talent, seeing a product, is that what you would say fits into that puzzle? Yeah, I mean, I've invested into like, 10 companies now okay um which is which is dope and and like some of my like forget about and like the way i know they're successful is like if i'm talking to a friend and they're like yo have you heard about 
da da da, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, like I invested into that, <laughs> like yeah, that's kind of and like I read like I skim through investor updates, but it's like yeah. they all are, are you the active same shit. or is it more of like passive? I think it's more passive. I think it's definitely though like being able to see and like understand like what works and like I yeah. and like a lot of the times like a lot of these newer com- the companies that I did invest into, um, they like have a social plan or like something yeah. and I'm able to like kind of see like yeah. if they know what they're doing and like meeting with the team and seeing what other people were invested but yeah it's definitely more passive just cause like I have my own shit going on yeah, and yeah, like totally. I've done real estate stuff uh, I'm, I'm invested into some real estate but like even that's like with you know like other older people and like yeah, yeah. they're the like they just report like, give you updates. And, like yeah. and like they've got like great real estate backgrounds so like yeah um but yeah i think like that's a huge part of it and just being smart with with that sort of yeah. stuff so man just last thing before we wrap up younger people listening what would be something just looking back at your journey that you're 21 now like you said someone could be 18 12 listening there's multiple people listening like final thing i wanted to touch on when it just comes to the mentality of Getting better, getting better every day, continuing, continuing to do what you do. If you were to tell yourself something, just going into this space where you didn't know what the hell is gonna come mm-hmm. from it, and I think a lot of people, it's like like myself, like younger kids, people that may be older as well. It's like if you're stepping into that avenue where you don't know the outcome, what would you say is something that you'd want to tell your younger self three years ago that you've kind of learned up to this point? I think I would have. I think three years ago I would have just said to like slow down a little bit. Like, and really, like, surround myself with, like, the best people that I could possibly find in the certain areas and, like, categories that I was trying to go into. And not just, like, the people who, like, came up in front of me. Yeah. Um, and, like, really, really having that like super amazing team because at such a young age like there's so much shit that you don't know yeah like every little at every little corner and like building a business um and so i think i would have like slowed down a little bit and tried to have built like the best team okay possible okay to or that that would believe in in my vision i think like i think i had like sort of like business advisors and like people in my life but I never really like got them like completely invested in like helping with everything that I was doing Um, and I definitely would have like utilized my business advisors more and like completely gotten maybe one of them involved to kind of like take charge Um, and like more so learning from them in the process versus like just doing everything on my own and then learning from those mistakes Um, but yeah, other than that, you just gotta go for it yeah. and like I love it. Work your balls off until yeah. you, until you're there. That's, Let's good go. Stuff, <laughs> good stuff, man. So yes, everyone listening, I'm or I'm sure you already followed Jake, but if you want already, go check it out and bring up the fight. Where can they learn more about that? Get tickets, come out, watch it, pay per view. Yeah, it's pay per view um, on the channel called KSI versus Logan. Um, it's like ten dollars for the pay per view. Okay. Uh, August twenty fifth. Boom. Uh, that's coming soon, bro. It's flying out fast. Tuesday, right? Yeah, I'm flying out like Tuesday. Okay. So, uh, it's it's the final countdown. Uh, it's like it's yeah, gonna yeah. be here before we know it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 
I'm gonna kick this kid's yeah, ass. Bro, I'm looking forward to it, bro. Let's go. Good shit, bro. Well, everyone listening, if you haven't already, go subscribe to Jake's channel. Go check it out. Watch the fight. I know I am, so make sure you tune in there. And other than that, Jake, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy as hell, so it definitely means oh, a yeah, lot bro. for you to take the time out of your day to do this, man. Thank you, bro. Everyone listening, keep Let's building go. your empire. Keep making it happen. Keep following Jake, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.